Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the Boswell Chronicles. Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas on the line with Ian Boswell, who is in Tenerife. Yes, on top of uh, on top of the island, up at the little hotel on top of the volcano up at 2,000 meters. Wow, so you are, I, I've talked to you in so many places recently, I mean, Australia, Mallorca, <laughs> and uh, how's the travel treating you? Yeah, it's definitely been a been a busy year with going to Australia in the first part of the year, and then South Africa back to Europe, and then now now out here. So it's been a busy spring to say the least. But it's been it's been good. It's nice to be here and here for about two weeks, so can kind of uh, make make the hotel my house and get comfortable, which is nice to be in one place for more than more than one night. Now, logistically, we have not been able to catch up nearly as much as I'd like. Um, I know this is going back a little ways for you, but I'd love to hear about the end of Perry Nice. That was a really successful race for Sky. Yeah, it was. It seems seems like a lifetime ago now, <laughs> Perry Nice. But uh, no, it was. I mean, we finished up the race with a win, and you know, the second time I'd done the race, and I've won it. I guess as a team both times with Richie back in 2013 and Garrett Thomas this year. So it was really successful, you know. And I think it kind of was a good form check for myself after the training camp in South Africa with Chris, you know, to go to a big race like Paranese and just kind of see where I was at and, you know, just test myself in, in the world tour racing again, which was good. And yeah, it was uh, a nice race. And it's one of those races that I think everyone kind of hates, but cause it's just stressful, but at the same time, it's a, uh, it's a beautiful race. And one race that, you know, if I had to, to win a week long stage race, probably the one that I'd want to win at some point in my career. And how did you feel about your fitness at the end of the event? Yeah, it was good. I uh, came out of it pretty well, and the week afterwards, actually, kind of got right back into training pretty quickly. Um, I actually was down to do uh, Volta Catalonia the following week, so I went. I went there and kind of uh, myself, along with a few other guys on the team, were a bit, a bit cooked, and I actually ended up getting a bit sick um, on stage, stage night of stage three, started stage four. So I actually wound up pulling out of that race on stage four, which is never easy. It's always you know, disappointing to, to pull out of a race, and especially when we have such a good team there. And it's, it's a big race, you know, a world to race, and I think it's one of the oldest stage races in the world. So i bummed to, to pull out of that, but I think I just needed to head back to Nice and, and get some rest before coming out to attend race. Not to be an uncomfortable question, but how does team management feel when someone pulls out of a race? 
Well, it's never, never a good thing. And I think, you know, at this level, you know, we're all, like I've said before, we're all motivated riders and we all have, you know, a certain level of, of mo- like personal motivation where I think we can hold ourselves to a certain degree of, of expectations. You know, sort of pull out, it's never, it's never easy. You know, there's about five minutes where you kind of, the relief of having the suffering over is, is nice. And then the, you know, kind of some guilt sets in. You have to go back and see the guys and, you know, tell them, hey, you pulled out and you're not feeling too well. And, you know, it's always a disappointment, but, you know, I think everyone on the team understands we're all rolling it together. And, you know, there's quite a few of us, Thomas, who ended up pulling out the next day and Ben Swift was, was ill afterwards as well. So, um, you know, in, in the in the team, you know, something's going around that it spreads pretty quickly. So it was unfortunate that, that I had to pull out, but I think in the long run, you know, I was needed a little little break and some time easy. Um, but no, it's never it's never something you want to do or plan on doing or are happy to do. And I want to just kind of delve into the mind of a world class racer. You, when I have a bad race, I look back over a lot of bad races in my career. <laughs> Um, but the ones where I've I've had some real issues, I mean, I don't forget those. They just hang on. How fast are you able to look at that? Go, you know, I learned from it, and I'm going to move on. Yeah, you know, I think you know, we race so frequently that you quickly forget about races. But I think you're right in saying that you know the races that you pull out of that don't really perform, and the races that kind of really stick with you more more so than than the races you may be successful in, just because you know they kind of linger, and especially having that in my last race, um, it's kind of in the back of your mind. So I think it, to a degree, it also helps just push you a bit more in, in training and you know, just remember the, the feeling of, of not finishing the race and not being there to help you. you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's hard to take sometimes, but I think, you know, it's also can be used as motivation to, to move forward. And tell us about Tenerife. What exactly are you doing there for two weeks? What kind of uh, <laughs> quantity, as much as you can let us know? Yeah, so we're here. It's a, there's only one hotel at the top of this volcano, and there's actually quite a few other teams here. Um, the Astana teams here for the Jira squad, a few guys from Garmin, and a few other just random ride, you know, the professional riders who are here on their own. Um, but that's a pretty isolated place. We're up at, you know, like I said, 2,000 meters, and there's no nothing else around, just this just this hotel. So we're um, able to really focus on the training. So we're doing a block at altitude here just to kind of get ready for you know, for myself, for the Giro, and the other guys, you know, Froome's here, Thomas, Nicholas Roach, and Walt Powell's. So those guys are getting ready for, for the Ardennes, and then they're kind of built towards the towards the tour for me, for the Giro. So there's just five of us up here. And uh, it's really just to get a, a good block of altitude training in before the next next block of racing, and, you know, pretty specific training, just make sure everyone's giving them what they need. And, you know, the altitude is, I guess, scientific evidence to, to prove the benefits of it, and that's why, you know, we're here and a few other teams as well. Now, the Giro squad, have you been named to the team? No, it's not. I mean, nothing's, nothing's for sure until you show up at the start line. But, no, it looks, it looks like I'm on track to make the team. You know, I think I've had a pretty successful spring so far and been relatively consistent other than uh, Catalonia. But I go to Giro Trentino next, um, directly from, from Tenerife. And then that's the final kind of prep race before, before the Giro, so... That's my uh, that's my goal, and that's what I'm aiming for. So, when does the team selection take place? Because, I mean, it can't be too close to the start because you have to develop the team order, correct? 
Yeah, and I think there's a, there's always a long list of you know maybe ten to twelve guys you know for the nine man roster and you know obviously the guys at the top kind of get selected first. Um, just with the spring we've had from a few of the other riders being injured and ill and whatnot, you know the teams change around a bit. Um, but I think those guys are racing now, and a lot of the guys who are on the long list for the GR are racing in Pace Bosque right now, and they seem to be all going pretty well. So I think after Pace Bosque, and then by the end of Giro Trentino, we'll know no probably who the so we've followed you through a number of seasons now, Ian, and it's really changing. I mean, the quantity of riding that you're doing, how do you feel? How is your body handling all this? Yeah, that's uh, you know, a, big, a big step up if I look at you know, the training load. If you're just looking at my you know, files that I have you know, the, over the course of you know, two years, three years now, I'm looking back at the files and you know, the just the sheer amount of training and volume and intensity has dramatically gone up over the last couple of years. And I think that's just natural as far as, you know, growing up and maturing the sport and, and also racing at a higher level is required that of me. Um, but no, it's good. I mean, it's nice to come in on a camp with, you know, kind of a, the A team of Sky and be able to, to hang with them. Sorry, it's a bit windy. You might be catching up. But uh, it, uh, no, it's good to, you know, to kind of see that natural progression and you know, to see that there's still room to improve. Well, I'm glad you confirmed that that was wind and not rumbles from the volcano. <laughs> it's actually due to erupt in any year now, so uh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ian, it's great chatting with you. I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow, and uh, I wish you all the best at your training camp. We'll be talking with you soon. Great. Thanks, George. You've been listening to the Boswell Chronicles with Team Sky's Ian Boswell. In Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 